Hello and welcome to Box Not Included, the show looking at geek culture and the media we love and loathe from a queer perspective. I'm Hamish, your Huckleberry Steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. And I'm Jade. It's a perfect day for some podcasting mayhem, Rose. Nice. Thank and you. In today's episode, we are talking about Blizzard's online shooter, Overwatch, Canon, Fanon, and Cannons. Confession uh, <laughs> time. I have never played Overwatch. Um, uh, what I am is very active on Tumblr, so I see uh, a lot of fan content. Uh, Hamish plays the game, what, nigh on every night, but luckily for him, has or say luckily, has a fairly minimal exposure to the fandom. How he's managed that whilst being active on social media, I don't know. But we knew this wasn't a subject we could tackle alone, and so to that end... We have our first guest, (gasps) the incredibly talented founder of Beastly Beverages, and our wonderful friend, introducing... (laughs) Gabriel, tragically not Reyes, Wolf. We did it. We did it. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm good, thank you. Cool, cool. Uh, nervous, but you know, hey. You'll be fabulous. We're, we're always a bit nervous anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hamish, uh, for anybody listening to the podcast, like myself, who has never played Overwatch before, what is it? Well, I'll explain it from a very <laughs> basic point, which it is a team-based online shooter. But I think... The fact that it's that simple sometimes might be a bit confusing from people on the outside because I think it's become something a lot different. Okay. Gabe, how would you describe it? Um, pretty much the same. Um, although the game itself isn't canon, but I think we're <laughs> going to be getting onto that later. Okay. Um, there are a lo- uh, somebody as a layman's term because it's uh, frequently a PvP game. Yeah, it's like player versus player. You and you can play against computers, but yeah. Okay. Well, even I, my layman self, know that there is a shed ton of player options. So what we're gonna do? <laughs> and this is something we did a dry run on the tube the other day. Uh, you guys are gonna say one of the characters and we'll try to do them all because what is that there's a few it won't take that long, i've got theory. them here oh <laughs> check out mr prepared okay um you guys will uh, <laughs> say a character and i will describe them or who i understand them to be based on what i have learned through tumblr and twitter and we'll oh, see Christ. how accurate i am or not i Gay, am Gay, would you like to go first okay um um reaper Ah, uh, I'm going to Edgelord McAngst. Uh, <laughs> cool mask, uh, big guns. Yeah, I mean, what else yeah. is... No, there's lots. I mean, no, that's <laughs> Reaper. I, I've learned stuff about Gabriel Reese, but that's what I understand about Reaper. Okay. Uh, I think you've learned most of it from me, actually. Yeah, I think you have learned most of it from you. Um, what do you know about... Diva. Oh, uh, tiny South Korean game streamer, um, uses a mech. Whether or not she's really into Mountain Dew and Doritos is something to be debated, <laughs> but my understanding is they brought that into the game after it became a bit of a fan and thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's gamer trash. I mean, um, uh, Mercy? Angel, Angel of Mercy wears big wings, big staff, heals people whether you want her to or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, 
what I'm gathering, I don't even know if we need to go through them. What I'm gathering is that you have quite a. You seem to know every single character. Yeah, but it's fun describing. Oh, 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 oh. Jesse McCree. What do you think about Jesse McCree? He's a big gay cowboy. <laughs> yes! Canon. I mean, the game isn't, yep. so yeah. it's about, it's as canon as whatever we say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I, oh, come on, this is a fun game, do more. Do okay, more. Uh, Soldier 76. Team Dad. <laughs> Look at my kids. Sombra. <laughs> oh, uh, Hacker Scene Kid. <laughs> With all of the neon. Um, Widowmaker. Blue Sniper Lady. Yeah. Anna? Genji. Ooh. Oh, Genji. Uh, cyborg, possibly with green hair, possibly not, depending on the fandom interpretation. So, big sword. Dragon. One. Dragon singular. <laughs> Dragon Boy 1. <laughs> Dragon Boy 1. Who's Dragon Boy 2? Uh, younger brother of Hanzo, a.k.a. Archer, always with one nipple out. <laughs> That's his defining character. <laughs> with, two, with two dragons. Look. Look, it's very important, okay? Oh, okay. It's it's not just aesthetic, it's 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 for good archery. Oh, okay, fair enough. But does he have another nipple? Ooh. The mist I like a man. Well of we mystery. haven't seen it, so we can't say. <laughs> Show us Much the discussed, nipple. never seen second nipple of Hanzo Shima. <laughs> well, I just what I uh, what I find interesting mm-hmm. is when Overwatch first came out, um I remember my first impressions is that it reminded me a lot of sort of 90s games, a bit like Street Fighter, where every character was a little bit of a stereotype, a little bit of a, not even, not even necessarily a bad stereotype, just like a character stereotype, like an mm-hmm. archetype. Yeah. And it means that each one is so instantly recognisable, and then you get deeper and you, the characters get deeper. And I find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would have been a very big problem if they hadn't gone further into the characters and fleshed them out a bit more and and keep telling us their stories. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that having your stereotypes isn't problematic, because obviously there are problems there, um, but definitely having them go deeper into it was a big help. So, Gabe, you were saying about how the uh, the game itself is is not canon, and um, I'm very aware, mostly through your own influence, that I, I've purposely gone <laughs> looking at the mythology because I've I'd seen it spoken about a couple of people, so they're heavily into the mythology of Overwatch, but don't play because they don't like PvP or they don't like the game mechanics or whatever. Can you maybe explain a little bit about? I was going to say, we've talked about what the game is. Do you want to maybe explain a little bit about what the story of Overwatch is, given that it has no relation to the gameplay? Oh, God, okay. I appreciate Um, that there's quite a lot of history. Yeah, very, very basic is it's set in the future. I think it's like 2070, Mm -hmm. I think, is where everything kicks off. Mm. And there's the Omnic Crisis, and it's basically people versus robots and gathering armies and things like that. Um, but the actual canon itself, the war is there and it's been and it's gone and then it's happening again. And this is overlying thing of, yes, war is happening. Yes, everything is bad. But it concentrates more on the individual soldiers in this war, which I quite like because I've never been one for, for war games or like 
those kinds of things, but like the individual person I've always been very interested in. And they kind of focus on why would this person decide to do this? Why would this person decide to join? How do they bring these people together and how do they work together or not work together as in some cases? Uh, Hamish, help. (laughs) Well, one of the things I appreciate about Overwatch um, from a gameplay point of view um, is the same reason I like um, Splatoon, the Nintendo game, is that they've taken a genre and made it accessible to children and people that wouldn't normally play a sort of team-based shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Like it's the 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 thing that made me want to play the game was sort of the style and visuals of it and the how every character seemed to have so much personality above if a game had exactly the same gameplay but was burly space marines with masks on all of them mm-hmm. like I, I like characters like soldier 76 because it to me it's funny that he's kind of that is what every character would look like in this game on a mm-hmm. different in a different game yeah um but then also, you also he's like 60 <laughs> which is even funnier <laughs> um and it just it it felt like a real attempt to let people in to mm-hmm. sort of the game and there's so many details about the games that make it obvious this was part of their intention the fact that you can adjust the controls and you can adjust the colors for color blindness um and the fact that they are so willing to put comics and uh, short films out there for people that either play the game or don't Hmm. and that you can be a fan of this having not owned the consoles or played the games at all i think what's interesting for me as somebody that again doesn't play my reasons for playing are to do with my own struggles with operating computer games not for a lack of desire but what is something you and i were chatting about earlier hamish is the different classes of play you can sort of play the game you want to play like even the classes of the characters like there's attack defense tank and support right but even if a character is designated as being within a certain class you can play them in a different way, like minus Soldier Seventy Six is an attack character, right? But he's also got that handy pop shield healing umbrella thing. Yeah, I've heard it described as. And you were saying is it about <laughs> May's weapon can be quite May can be quite good. I oh, know you're saying Bastion. Yeah, well, Bastion. I feel so. I was saying earlier that the different categories of the characters to me feels like a suggestion on how best to play them, but you can play them other ways. Um, and I've liked that. I like I I like that a lot of characters who aren't support characters can still heal and shield each other. And um, I think one of the reasons that made me like it when I first started playing it is to me it felt like each character almost felt like they came from a different game. Mm-hmm. And I I mm. really like fighting games, and I like fighting games where each character has you kind of have to learn them. Um, and I quite like that each character does feel a bit like picking up a new type of game completely. Cool. So what, um, I mean, ask, ask you first, what 
I know, I know from following you on Twitter what characters you like from a story <clears throat> aspect. But <clears throat> what characters? Because we'll get onto fandom in a sec. What characters do you like to play particularly? Because I appreciate I've seen like there's the difficulty ratings on characters, like how maybe fiddly they are to play. But what characters do you like to play as a player, and why? And Hamish, I'm going to make you answer the question as well. So, well, when I when I first saw it being played, I thought that it would be a game that I wouldn't be able to play because I saw someone playing Hanzo and Genji. They were a Genji main, um, and everything just moved so fast. And I have issues with my eyesight, and I'm like, I can't follow this game. Everything's too fast. I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, but then when I got it myself, because I was urged to, uh, using like Roadhog, who's a bit slower, or Diva, who's the mech is a bit slower and. It's not slow in a way that you can't move around, but it's 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 steadier. There's mm-hmm. not so much nipping around. And um, I play Reaper and McCree a lot as well. Now, that little group, oh, and Sombra I've actually started using. Um, I flip between that group because not that they are easy characters to play, but for my disability, it's more accessible for me mm-hmm. to play those characters. Um, uh, I'm at the moment really hard maining Diva because she recently got a boost and is an absolute monster now, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> and, and I just love Diva a whole lot. <laughs> um, I remember when I first played, I, I can't remember who the first character, I, well, I think the first character you play as is usually Soldier 76 because you have a tutorial thing and Mm. when you're playing as him you don't quite yet know how different all the other characters are going to be they kind of teach you when you start playing the game you do the tutorial and it says things like um oh press this button to run that's pressing that button to run with soldier 76 that's not pressing the button to run with (laughs) anyone else and so then i was playing with the characters and getting a bit lost and I remember settling on May because I was very overwhelmed being in an online shooter for the first time and she can hide in ice and put up walls. And I related a lot to that, <laughs> just <laughs> hiding myself away and um, being cold. And um, But I, there's, I swear there's some characters I've still never played as, except for when they there's some games where it randomly gives you characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel happy about that yeah i feel very content that i really like some characters and i i give it what i'm saying is my characters do change quite a lot Mm. are there Um, any characters that you like either from an aesthetic point of view or from a story point of view that you wish you could get on with playing with in the game itself like either but for speed or maybe their weapons attacks are too fiddly that you go i would love to play as so and so but i can't get the handle of it um I'd like to play I'd like, I wish I could play as Hanzo because I live for the tit um, <laughs> oh I, I wish I could play Hanzo but I can't I can barely see the little crosshair Hanzo, point thing so I, Hanzo to uh, me feels like a PC character as in character you'd play when you're PC gaming with a mouse mm-hmm. it's mm. so much to do with accuracy and fast movements and things yeah it's got a, it's one of those i remember seeing a text post when the game first like people say when i'm playing hanzo and they just just when the computer is playing hanzo and it just it just made me chuckle so yes um yeah hanzo is frustrating for me i 
when I play Hanzo, it's just a case of run as fast as I can and flurry as many arrows as I can and hope I hit something. <laughs> yeah. And that's I... about it. Yeah, there's a few characters. I mean, each character has their flaws. So yeah. you, I end up playing as a new character, realising they're amazing, thinking, oh my god, they're the best character in the game. And then... Hitting the wall. Hitting the wall, dying whole, many, many times. Um <laughs> I know that, like, the, sometimes the opposite, like, um, I don't quite like Widowmaker mm. as a character or an aesthetic or anything, but she's probably my favourite of the sniper characters. Oh, cool. Um, and that's just, I don't know, my own bias. <laughs> mm. I, li- I like Anna. Uh, yes. Sniper, sniper grandma. <laughs> she's amazing. I love her. I, could do... I can't use her for shit. Mm. <laughs> I do love the idea. I think this was something, I think I saw this on a D&D discussion thing. It might have been Talks Machina um, about somebody talking about combining classes and the idea of playing a healer character that used firearms like Anna and the idea of like being able to load healing potions into like a gun and mm. shooting them. It was like, but doing that in D&D? I've never... Because s- the gunslinger class is a, a Pathfinder thing, but yeah. Well, yeah, I've not really seen a character like Anna before, mm. um, which I think is really cool. Mm. Every time they add a new character, I'm amazed at how much they're willing to add something completely new to the game. Mm-hmm. Like the idea. So I remember when she was added, I was shocked that you could um, send people to sleep with mm. a sleeper dart. Oh, cool! And Sombra can turn invisible and hack things. And to me, like knowing that they're really willing to sort of break the game a bit yeah and see how it works is oh. really interesting to me okay let's move away from the game for a moment and talk a bit about the fandom um as i'm a dabbler hamish doesn't uh gabe oh <laughs> i want to i want to clarify a little bit of okay. my dabbling okay um and that is that I I reblog every ship I see, and I love the fan art and everything. I, it fills me so much joy. I'm just not. I can't ever keep keep track of fandoms. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. Uh, not, it I'm, involves I'm, a I'm lack of self control. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't ever an abundance of free time. Well, or not so much free time. As it goes, my baby. Yeah, I, I'm the resident trash. This is the this best is my domain. Kind of trash gourmet trash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so what's, how have you found, I mean, I appreciate that every fandom has its problems and its toxic elements, but as a fandom, as a creative space, um, how have you found it, Gabe? Like, I, 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 I'm aware of what, of some of the popular ships, but how have you found it as a space and what do you like about it? Um, at first, I was just like dipping my toe in and like, mm, uh, okay, may- maybe this isn't for me. But there was a kind of, I think there was like a new wave of Overwatch fans after the first few months. And it was very, very queer. And I appreciate that very, very much. Um, it's one of the first fandoms I've been in that there seems to be quite a mix between your gay men couples and your gay women couples. Because usually I find there's a lack of lesbians. Mm-hmm. 
but but they seem to be pretty gung ho with the lesbians in this in this fandom, which I'm quite pleased about. Yeah. It helps having it helps having female characters. I was going to say there's quite a strong. Yes. The, the roster's not quite fifty fifty, is it? Or is it? There's, it's getting close. Because of I think. what the addition so far, we had I know Anna and Sombra were added. Um, Hamish is pulling up a, a quick character guide. It's one of those things where it's. Probably not 50-50, but because we see more than two <laughs> ladies before like, whoa, it's so amazing and diverse. It is a diverse game. I do think um, you you see, a, you know, women who are slightly different body shapes and think it's amazingly diverse, and then you look at the male characters and they're really giants and... You know, all kinds of things. I did see a critique of the breakdown of the female body types and they're all variants on an hourglass. Just some are tall and thin mm. ones and some are bigger ones. I, I was pleased to see Zaya, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Buff pink hair lady. Apparently she's based on someone, an employee at Blizzard. That's cool. That she, she is, yes. She exists. <laughs> oh, dear God, how did anyone get any work just, done? Um... It's probably why there were so many delays with the game. <laughs> <laughs> Unreasonably attractive staff members at Blizzard. Um, <laughs> I found the... Yeah, I mean, I came... I'd never heard of the game until, I think, that second wave of fandom. And I started seeing mm. all this fan art and these lovely characters. And I, I have a PlayStation 4, and I'm not used to having a console that can actually play the games coming out. So in in the past, I've always had Nintendo consoles um, or a console that's like a generation ago. So I have to constantly remind myself, oh, I could get that game everyone's talking about. <laughs> so I went to the shop and put my money on the counter and said, one Overwatch, please. And I didn't know what I was buying. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know what I was buying. One Overwatch, um, So, and I went home and I waited five hours for it to update and (laughs) then I played. Oh, God. And, um, yeah, I, I, I came into the fandom, I think, at its, at that good time. I still think it's good, Mm. but I think... It's still good, but... It's still good. It's still good. (laughs) It's still good. But... There's, um, it's getting to that point of fandom where the call-out culture starts getting a little bit ah. much. Yeah. I hear that one. Yeah. I mean, I think Overwatch could very easily have not done any of the things it has done. Mm. But Oh, yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean you should just remain complacent cool. and grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe it's got a fandom that no other game like this has ever really had. Hmm. You were saying just before that how popular it is with gay men. I didn't know if you yes. meant, I don't know if you meant that in terms of fandom because of the people in it or just as an actual game. Because as as an actual game and the fandom um but the cuz I've the the my friends who are gay men are also around my age. Um, so it's a, it's a case of not wanting to dip into fandom too much because in general, it's teenagers figuring themselves out and you don't want to 
be the the creepy old person in the corner going, oh yes, I like that character too, also with their clothes off. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's a bit awkward. Well, I one of the reasons I don't play many of these games is the stereotype I have, I guess, of... Capital um, G Gamers. Capital G Gamers. Mm. Um, I recently got headphones for the first time so I could play with some of my friends. And it's been a lovely experience with my friends. Except for once, when I played with one friend, and the friend then invited one of their friends I didn't know into the group. And I just suddenly remembered everything about the way they talk about all the female characters and the language mm-hmm. they're using while playing. And I realized, like, yes, I play this, but I'm not so angry when playing it. And it really frightened me, and I had to kind of, like, leave. And so I'm I'm always aware, when whatever fandom I'm in, that there is never one the fandom. Mm-mm. There'll mm. be the people that play Overwatch... Um, as a full-on competitive game, as people that like the fanfic and there's cosplayers and things. So if I'm ever talking about the fandom of something, I'm usually talking about my experiences and my bubble of the fandom, which is usually Tumblr with a bit of Twitter and other things involved. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah I, I think... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, in conclusion to that, that... I think of Overwatch being this wonderful, queer, diverse, amazing bunch of lovely dovelies who I love. And then I get a tiny window into what a lot of people playing Overwatch are are like and how different they are to me and how different they talk about the characters. Mm. And that's sometimes a bit shocking. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think... I think I've told Hamish this, or it could have been Lydia, but I... You know, I had had the headset. Headset. It was the first time doing like this thing of playing with other people, because I've never really had the latest console, or I've never been a PC gamer. So now I had it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play a game with other people. This is going to be cool. Ah, uh, hey, hmm, he thought. <laughs> and like, obviously, getting onto the thing, and then seeing the people, well, hearing the people. And me being me, being like, hello, hi, are we going to have a game? This is going to be great. And then suddenly the F word being used repeatedly. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to not do that again. I'm just going to mute everything. And if I play a game, you know, obviously with other people who I don't know, the chat's muted, the text chat's muted, I've not got my headphones on, I'm just going to play the game. And if I have headphones on, it's going to be with my friends in a game we've made together. Because I think, I think I've been in my queer little bubble uh, surrounding games for quite a while, remembering that, that there's other ba- that other batch of gamers that still exists was a little bit of a culture shock, I think. I think that's part of the almost risk we run of queering up something like this. Um, I've I it was actually on um another podcast. They were talking you've about been, you've been listening to other podcasts. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Christ, I don't know. Oh, uh but they were talking <gasps> they were talking about Hamish. I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm polypodcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I don't believe in 
<laughs> Mono podcasting. No. Well, not. neither do I. We record in stereo. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, our producer's going to listen to that and he's going to smack me. Anyway, anyway they were talking about the only thing that worries them about the idea of safe spaces is that when you're in a safe space, you let down the defences so mm. that if someone abuses that space, it's so much worse. Yeah. And I mm. think in Overwatch, in every attempt we've done to reclaim it as this queer, feminist, amazing, super diverse shooter, when you realise so many people don't see it that way, they just see it as a game which you shoot people in. Sometimes when I interact with people like that, I just get a bit more freaked out than I probably would. Like, if I was going to play Call of Duty online with headset on, I would be prepared and expected for horrible, abusive language, and I would probably take it in my stride and think, and just think of it all quite disposably. But because Overwatch feels like it's ours a little bit, mm. it just gets a bit more hurtful. I suppose yeah. that's a, a useful point to step over. Um, now, when we first started planning... Uh, this podcast as a, as a as an entity we always had from the start that we wanted to talk about uh blizzard and overwatch specifically and their promise on of a gay character and we were jokingly calling it schrodinger's homosexual <laughs> um, which appeals to us here at uh, box not included um but because we talked about it then about um blizzard trying to have their cake and eating it too by saying well one of them is gay but you don't know which. And then it's like the cup and the cups and the ball. It's just like, oh, here's a gay, where's a gay, here's a gay, where's a gay, <laughs> oh, where are they? And we were going to talk about that. But then, shock, horrors, we have had the reveal. Um, so to you both, I've got to say congrats on your lesbian. <laughs> Thank you. She is fast and we love her. Um, <laughs> I've genu I, I genuinely have been avoiding saying Trace's name in this podcast so far because I I knew because we were waiting. We were waiting for the uh, for the for the payload. I don't uh, know about you, Gabe, but my opinion of Tracer one eighted in a split second oh, from Oh my god, god, she's so annoying. Her like to play against. She's always zipping behind you and like, oh that accent and then instantly like, don't you say a single thing about her. <laughs> she's ours. Yeah. I, I pretty much went from, oh my god, it's Tracer again. Oh my god, shut up. Oh, how do I mute Tracer? To, that is my daughter. Don't you dare say anything about her. How dare you say anything bad about my daughter? Come over here. Come over, come over here. Because she is ours, and I love her, and mm. she is my favourite. <laughs> I have been playing with her way more. I, I On the yep. night of the reveal, I went online and was in a team of about four of Tracers, and we just hopped up and down with each other and I knew there was definitely a portion of people who didn't know or didn't care and just thought we were going a little bit w weird and I'm happy and then I got shot and yes. shouted homophobe at them <laughs> <laughs> move out of the way I'm gay <laughs> but um, um yeah um we I feel we should talk about this uh, probably in a bit of depth one because I feel like, from my perspective, the reveal... Some people have got problems for it who are part of the queer community who feel like, in the manner of the reveal, what that means for representation, how it's not enough, da-da-da-da-da. 
and I that's something we can examine but in the face of the fact that there is so much butthurt going on from I'm assuming like the cishet boys going yeah no tracer can't be with me it's like yeah you had a chance to begin with <laughs> with the fictional character um well, but- see, this is a thing from like i have from customers that i've spoken to from from the beastly beverages end mm. um i've had like you know straight dudes being like oh what what do you think about this whole tracer thing you know maybe she's bisexual they should have said she was bisexual that'd been better representation i mean wouldn't that be better if she was bisexual and i'm just sat here like well um guys you know she's not real right (laughs) um so you wouldn't be able to to have your end away with her anyway plus the only reason you're saying bisexual is because you want to still have your weird fantasies about her. Hmm. I mean, when the comic first went live and we were all talking about it, like, yes, Tracer has a girlfriend! And then all the people just like, <laughs> one of the things that made me laugh the most was, that's just how British people greet their friends. And I was like, I have got <laughs> yes, the wrong friends. <laughs> Where are my friends like this? But no, um, when that first and came none out... Of my friends, none of my friends, actually. tragically. But Let's start it. By the, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll make it a thing, 2017. Um, but one of the things when it first dropped, that comic first dropped, I was reluctant to say gay because she has a girlfriend. She's a a woman who loves women. Great. But I was reluctant to use the word lesbian straight away. And I know a few people were, but that wasn't because I objected to her being a lesbian. That was because I don't like to assume. And then the statement came out confirming Tracer is a, is a lesbian. is like a gay woman. And I was like, okay, cool. She's gay. And as a queer, pan, bisexual, what the fuck ever, <laughs> individual, I'm not going, oh, why couldn't she be there? I'm just like, cool, she's a lesbian, fantastic. Because it's, we've had that confirmation. I don't feel like it makes it poor representation to say otherwise. I don't mm. know, I'm rambling to a point. Somebody else no, 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 I, I think it's true. I feel that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Blizzard, like actually given a statement of Tracer is a lesbian, I think is a good thing. Because, mm. um, yes, there should definitely be more bisexual um, representation, absolutely. Um, but I think for their first uh, coming out uh, with a, a gay character, I think their main character, the one that's on the box, the one that's on all the advertising... Mm. That woman is a lesbian. That is a gay woman. Their mascot is a gay woman. And I thought that was a really good thing that they did, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, no, agreed. This is something that Hamish and I were discussing earlier. It's just, like, even on, like, the loading screens and stuff, it, it's Tracer that you see. You see her a lot on the, yeah, the, they illustrate a lot of the modes with, with pictures of her. I definitely consider her the mascot mm. of the yeah. franchise. Mm. Um. And that's something I like as well. It could have just as easily been one of the big burly men as the mascot, but it's it's the small, fast lesbian. <laughs> the small, fast lesbian. Yeah. I mean, um, just wish they'd got an actual British voice actor. Yeah, well... <laughs> oh, she, I think, no, she, she is British, I think. Is she? But, is she? She's, she, but, but she's northern. Is she? She's from my end of the woods, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that it's makes fine. it so but, much worse. It actually she has is... sounded better since I like her now. 
<laughs> Are you sure that's just she... with forgiving ears? I never dis I never like properly disliked her. Mm. All my all my anger was from me being frustrated. She's a constant reminder I'm not good enough at the game. Uh. <laughs> when she finished. Yeah, she's a she's a northerner trying to do a cockney accent. They should have just let her. They should have just let her be a northerner. I think it was. Yeah, pro- yeah I imagine it would be the Americans saying, "Why doesn't she sound like Cockney British?" Yeah. And well, there is only one. Brit- well, there's two British accents. There's Cockney and there's the Queen, and there is no other. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know? Yes. But, uh, I, I would have. I would have loved a northern tracer though. Oh, it's all right, lads. Cavalry's here. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Maybe that could be down. her girlfriend. <gasps> well, yeah, we don't know. The girlfriend's called Emily, isn't she? I think so. Yes. Yeah, Emily. Cool. Well, headcanon accepted. Um, <laughs> well, I wanted to just mention, um, so something, some things do still bug me a little bit mm-hmm. about the Tracer thing. And they are the fact that, and this isn't, <sighs> I'm still very happy. Yeah, and I also... I also be- I, I know that we live in a world where there's not many alternatives to doing this. Anyway, a little bit annoyed it happened so many months after the game came out. Yeah. Mm. Little bit annoyed it happened in a tie-in online comic that very, very few people and the amount of people that play this game will ever see or know about. Mm-hmm. I know that the game doesn't have cut like big cutscenes and story, but and people were making a joke about McCree's line being it's high noon and I like men or something but wouldn't a funny little thing she says that's like the cavalry's queer yeah I don't, I don't know just something that something in the game just like a little flag badge or something on her just like oh that would be nice I like kind a of little want, pin I, my problem I have a lot with representation is is it possible for people who don't want to see this to be able to not see this? Mm-hmm. And I sometimes mm. worry that if you can still read that character, I don't know. That's just me being picky. I mean, no, no, I totally get you. I also don't really like sexuality being a reveal. No, with characters so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose Blizzard set that up from their own choices. Yeah, it became that. But um, I suppose something. And we talk a lot about stereotypes and how stereotypes are bad. And how, wouldn't it be much more progressive to have a butch-looking woman not be a lesbian? Um, and how, don't <laughs> <laughs> drive me up the wall. But I want to talk a little bit about queer coding with regards to Overwatch. And while I don't think that you should be able to necessarily draw a character or produce a character and go, that person looks like one of those queers. Um, <laughs> but Although let's be honest here, Tracer does have the 2009 lesbian haircut. And she does the two fingers, <laughs> yeah. But that's that, the lesbian salute. The lesbian salute. But that's what I was going to t- address was you could make a very compelling argument that Tracer looks like, has been coded to look that way. Like that was a design choice. I mean, personally, I don't look at many people and go, that's a straight. But I, I, whenever I looked at Tracer, and this is something I um, will mention or have mentioned, depending on how what order these episodes go out in, in our episode about finding people you look like. I mean, my natural hair colour, there are photos of me where I look like Tracer. And I'm just like, well, that's cool. That's one of my kinds of people. And I, and I 
saying to move spring on from that point about representation in blizzard and how saying one of your characters is gay isn't enough tracer isn't exactly the only queer coded character in overwatch are we going to talk about torbjorn Yes, we're going to. <laughs> but well, before we no, before joking. we dive face first into this conversation, and we're going to, Fanon <laughs> is not representation, and this is something that we're going to hit up against again and again and again. Fanon is not interpretation. I don't care how much the Marvel fandom goes on and on and on about bisexual Steve Rogers. It ain't canon. <sighs> we might want it. That doesn't make it true. And just because it's not fucking fairies, it isn't. If you believe hard enough, it's going to happen. The creators have not made a canon. But that's a depressing state of affairs of reality. And I want to talk a little bit more about Fanon and who we might head canon as being part of the uh, the family within Overwatch pairings that we like and maybe some other fan interpretations that we enjoy. Gabe, would you like to start us off? <laughs> God. Well, first of all, don't take Toby on away from the straights. That's their that's their token straight character. Yes. He's he's been seen with a woman. Many, so and don't many take him from <laughs> So we we can't take him away from the straight people. That would be mean mm. and incredibly bad of us. So yeah, we'll leave him alone. He's the straight character. But we have all the rest. On to everyone else. <laughs> the rest are ours. Um, yes. You were talking about Tracer being queer coded. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that I've seen people complain, not complain, but talk about how the lesbian fashion has been sort of was mocked and then taken by straight people in a way. Mm-hmm. So the idea of sort of short haircuts and flannel and things mm-hmm. used to be a joke made at lesbians until people realized it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's, but yeah. I think Trace is quite interesting because she. Now that we know, she's such like a coded, like, mm-hmm. it's so obvious. Yeah, she is the most soft butch lesbian I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Which just makes me look at other characters in a... I just... Gabe. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about McCree's gown? Yes! Belt? <laughs> yes. Yes, the belt buckle. The belt. The regular belt buckle as well, to be fair. Just McCree. Just McCree. Let's talk about McCree. For, for a second, let's just... For just one second, I know it's going to be difficult, but okay. let's ignore the fact that he's literally dressed in gay iconography. Okay. Let's just let's just forget that for a minute he's dressed as a gay cowboy. And I know that the, the Ganth thing. Now, I know everyone's going, it stands for Grumpy. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> Grum- that had never occurred to me. Grumpy for stuff. Like, I know he was meant to be, he was meant to be dressed as Scrooge. Yeah. D- Grumpy is not a word mm. given to Scrooge. Like, wouldn't it be an S or a humbug or... Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Also, it-, it just takes, like, a second of Googling to <laughs> know that Gamth is actually a thing that has already existed for the past, oh, God knows how many years in mm-hmm. the gay community. Just putting that out there, by the way. Hi. And even if it is grumpy as their cover, they will have Googled that and known and yeah. still gone with it, despite yeah. there being... Like, they knew that's how people would read it. Like, this is, this is, how, this is why I was screeching. I mean, it's too small for me now. Um, but I actually have a, a T-shirt with Gamth on it <laughs> from 2010. Beautiful. Like, so there's so much about 
McCree that I I that's when Fanon has that's the most Fanon has ever like in infected. I don't know. Informed? In, informed. <laughs> I forget that they haven't confirmed it with him. Yeah. Um McCree, um, Hanzo is the if you search the Overwatch AO3 category by most bookmarked fic, which, as a tip I recommend for finding excellent fic, sort by bookmarks rather than kudos. But um, oh, I actually know you can do that. Yeah, no, you can. It's on filters on the side. But that's another topic for another time. Um, <laughs> the most, the ships that pop up first are uh, on the first page are largely McCree Hanzo. Mm. Then also there's... Um, You'll be pleased to hear this, Gabe. It's uh, uh, the Gabe your reason, Jack Morrison. Ah, Reyes and Morrison is Reyes just like, I want to punch Morrison yeah, in the two face. Dads. <laughs> the two dads. <laughs> I, my favourite suggestion for a new character skin was Hanzo completely as he is, but with McCree's hat on. <laughs> I would I would pay money. Blizzard, take my money. What a visual. I just... Hanzo... Sorry, I, what I find interesting is that we talk about the McCree-Hanzo ship, and yet we only really talk about McCree being gay. Mm. <laughs> like, I th I think Hanzo... I mean, Hanzo's new haircut and... Yeah, that's not a straight man's haircut. ...piercings are a delight. Mm-hmm. But McCree... I, he, he stole it from me. He has my hair now. <laughs> and my piercings. I'm annoyed. McCree is just such a, I don't know, like, obvious... Sure. To me, it's like Tracer. He has the, all those um, codings and markings. Mm. The fact that he's not actually a cowboy, he just dresses like that because it, he clearly thinks... Cowboys it, are awesome. Was it? I read a thing in a game that has, in canon, cryogenically freezing people, people coming back from the dead... Sort of. Cyborgs. Cyborgs. People coming back from the dead, people being cryogenically frozen, and people who can bamf back and forward in time. There is a man who willingly chooses to dress like a cowboy. And he's not been cryogenically frozen. He is just going, do you know the look for me? <laughs> I'm going to go for spurs and the full thing. Um, though I did see and an he really goes for it. Yeah. I, I did see an interesting post talking about McCree's anachronistic outfit and how people in... Um, Mexico do still dress like that mm. like now. And I, I know, I don't know if this is canon or fanon about Jesse being half Mexican. I know that's a very popular thing. Um, but talking about how Hanzo is, is significantly more anachronistic. Like, if you saw something like that in even like Japan now, people would be like, the fuck? It is like the most <laughs> throwback. It's, it's like somebody having a Greek... It's like somebody dressed like a Greek centurion going around calling themselves Achilles. It is that level of anachronistic. Mm. Mind you, mm. I love in a game that's in a game that's basically sci-fi, arguably with its setting and its weapons. Yeah, yeah. magic dragons, magic that dragon live in tattoos, tattoo. which is one of the coolest fucking things. Anything really goes in Overwatch as long as you got some kind of robot limb. Yeah. Another thing about Hanzo, I for a very long time, thanks to Phantom, assumed that Hanzo's legs are prosthetics. That they're not. He just has tiny little chicken ankles. I would much rather say he's got prosthetics. Don't that's skip. Much more don't skip leg day. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> that's going to be Hanzo's <laughs> new quote. My, I, I kind of want them to reveal um, Zarya as gay as well because mm. the yes. amount, the amount of 
oh, she was a red herring and Tracy was the gay one. I, I'd love them just to go, <laughs> well, no, yeah. both. Both. <laughs> They're both. Both. And May is her girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, I. that's that's the thing. I We talk about stereotypes and can you name any, like, butch lesbian, you know, canonically coded characters like that that you can play as in the games? Like, no. there's, there's so much fear in making characters who are stereotypes that you don't create anything at all that you don't make Plus any character that actually resembles a lot of people in the world mm. the only butch lesbian characters and there's actually there's a lot fewer of them that people make than make than people make out mm. but they're the joke yeah yeah and it's the same same reason why like I don't see a lot of me around in things, unless it's a joke, because the camp small gay man mm-hmm. is a joke. Yeah. So I think, but there should be more butch lesbians and more tiny queeny camp men. Yes, I I I was talking about this the other day when we met each other that it people make a joke about uh, quotation marks gay voice, mm-hmm. mm. but I just really have this desire to give that type of voice to a completely a character you don't would expect to hear it from mm-hmm. like yeah if reaper talked like that i wouldn't want it to be a joke it would just be that's the way he talks yeah well you've heard me when i get overexcited that's that's how i talk <laughs> um but i'm like even now i'm trying very very hard to keep my voice level and not go off into you know, camp land, mm-hmm. um, because it is something that I'm very aware of, mm. I think. And I, th- I do think it's hard for anyone to make a character like that because people will complain because they think they should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it comes back to that age-old re- issue with representation is that you need more characters because otherwise the characters you have will have everything pinned on them. Mm. One mm. queer character cannot be expected to represent all queer people. It's not fair. And you judge them harshly. So I'd actually, mm-hmm. I'd actually quite like Zaya to be the bisexual. Ah, dig mm. it, dig it, big dig it. Because people would, ex- it's that whole thing of, again, stereotypes of like, when a lot of people saying, oh, but a few people are actually saying that Tracer looks like a bisexual. Because mm. and and I and I actually asked someone, I was like, oh, why do you say that? Oh, because she's feminine. I'm like. What? What? But you know, you're right. A, a butch bisexual woman would be a really awesome thing to see. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, you go. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> um. One thing I was going to say. Um. While sitting here, going Blizzard, Blizzard, do more gays, give us more gays, all of the gays, civil play. Um. One thing that continues to delight me about. Um. I suppose, about the Overwatch from the canon creator side of things is how down Matt Mercer, the voice actor for McCree, is for Hanzo McCree. Because, like, people yes. talk to him about the ship and say, they would be the cutest couple. And it's just, I don't know whether it's true that somebody asked him to say it's high noon and I like men. But he, <laughs> but somebody said, I will personally... St- I think somebody tweeted about, I will give Matt Mercer $50 to say that. And Matt Mercer liked the tweet. Like... And there's still another great Tumblr post, which is like, okay, like Blizzard headquarters. 
okay, it's time to make one of the other characters gay. And then it just cuts to Matt Mercer pressed up against the window going, <laughs> hi. <laughs> but he's always so, his engagement with the character, with, the fandom is always very positive and never in a mocking sense, which or in a, mm. oh, yes, okay, fangirls and fanboys, okay, fine, yeah, okay. And that awkward nervousness that they go where they're trying to be accepting, but it clearly makes them feel uncomfortable. Whereas Matt Mercer's like, yeah. He's, oh, he seems so down for it, and that makes me very happy. Well, so you um, listen to Critical Role, don't you? <laughs> well, you could say <laughs> that, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, I do. Gilmore. Oh, don't get me started about Gilmore. Don't get me started about Gilmore. Gilmore is he, uh, a confirmed gay character uh, NPC. And, and he's wonderful. And he's glorious. Like, Gilmore acts like... He's camp. Just, just, Just a guy. He's just a gay man. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy. But he's... He's not a joke. Nope. He's not mocked. Nope. Um, and this is a character that Matt Mercer himself has created. Yes. So it wasn't a major surprise to me that he was well on board for McCree and Hanzo getting it on. And let's just say, he's not. this is not a man who's afraid to troll the phone. This is a man that will play Overwatch on TeamSpeak. And when he's not playing McCree, we'll just drop It's High Noon into the group chat to freak people the fuck out. And I'm just like, oh, Matthew, I'm utterly oh, unsurprised but... by this behaviour. You fucking troll. But that's, My favorite that's one how Matt that Mercer did. trolls. Oh, yeah. oh God. Did you, did you do the 1159 one? Yeah. It just came over thing. it's 1159. Like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's... You he's... absolute... Yeah. Okay, this is going to turn into a Mercer love fest. Yeah, no, right that's, now. that's a different episode. I just wanted to, um, I wanted to say something yes. about, uh, again, about fandom and about cosplay. Cosplay. And a that Blizzard puts all the character models online makes it very um, mm-hmm. accessible for people to cosplay. Encourages it a lot. Thank you, Blizzard. Um, but also, I, Gabe, I wanted to ask you about your experience seeing Overwatch cosplay at MCM this year. And Ooh. the willingness I personally saw, not again, I'm not trying to assign genders to strangers, but I from a from my point of view, it seemed that gender was very low on the list of requirements when people were thinking about which cosplayer, which character they wanted to cosplay. Um, yeah. I, I got to see a lot of um, uh, Overwatch cosplayers because on my Twitter, like before MCM, I said, hey guys, I've really got into Overwatch. Show me your Overwatch cosplay. And so I had people literally running at my booth going, Gabriel, look, look at my cosplay. I'm like, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> that, by the way, was a six foot three Mercy yeah. just running at me. Look at my cosplay, Gabriel. I'm like, oh my goodness. And... And there were a, there were quite a lot of um, people, and I, I did ask. I was like, "Are you? Uh, what pronouns would you like me to use with you?" And they're like, "Nope, nope, I'm a bloke, Mercy." I'm like, "Cool." I fell a little bit in amazing. love with a um, guy, May. Um, oh, oh, I think I missed that one. Yeah. Oh, and there was um. <laughs> oh, actually, I will have to find you the photos um, because one of my friends in Memphis, Heather, actually does the perfect lady roadhog nice mm. perfect i just like, think I, oh. there's no again there's no character i feel that's being ignored 
in the fandom? That's what I find no. really unusual and refreshing about Overwatch is I see that one of the most popular ships is Roadhog Junkrat. And I'm just like, in other fandoms, the characters of those physiques wouldn't even get a look in. But, also, they're older characters as well, yeah. which is something interesting. And, and they look older. And it isn't all white characters either. Mm-hmm. Like, I notice we were talking about other fandoms and that you'll have the popular male-male ship, which isn't canon, and that's kind of your lot. And in this one, it just feels like... I I reblog anything. I, I think everything's cute. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have... Maybe if I was more invested in the characters' personalities, I would think more things were not suit i don't know i think more things would be like oh i don't see that but i just love that everyone um just connects with the characters in different ways and i can't think of any of the characters that doesn't have like a million memes and jokes about them and like all these different ships and stuff mm Oh yeah, that that is something I've definitely definitely noticed, which I'm really pleased about, because it's not just skinny pretty white boy A and skinny pretty white boy B. Yeah, which is nice. So speaking of, I suppose the delightful variety that already exists within Overwatch, with our delightfully varied selves, you see how I segue so smoothly <laughs> into a topic, Jane. Um, <laughs> if you guys were an Overwatch character. What would you be? And I suppose the easiest thing to is what probably class would you be? Because it's really hard to spin a character out whole cloth, even if it's one based on yourself. But I suppose class, any ideas about what maybe weapon or signature move you would have? Or, you know, just a nice little fun what if. I think I already know mine. Oh. <laughs> Please, do tell. You can't tell, but my would... chin is on my... Hand, like eager to uh, eager to find out. I would be the tiniest, glitteriest tank you have ever seen in your entire life. I love I'd it. I'd put the gun on wheels. I'd, just, I'd ride a giant gun. That'd be it. That'd be my thing. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love you it. could go like, "How's this for a head cannon?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, That's beautiful. I love that. I want more glitter. I think. I think you could glitter bomb people. Yes. Imagine, like if, like, imagine if David Bowie and Brian Mulco had a baby and then stick him on a cannon. That's, that's <laughs> stunning. I love it. Hamish? I would be... Um, hmm. I'd probably be some kind of supporty, defensey person. Mm-hmm. Not quite... I think probably a defense that can do some kind of healing-y thing. Hmm. But I, I would just be Lumberjack McCree. So it'd just be <laughs> McCree again, but instead of giving him a Lumberjack costume, it's a separate character. Like in Mario Kart, how they have sort of Baby Mario and Metal Mario as different characters. <laughs> They'd just be McCree too, mm-hmm. but he's a Lumberjack now. And he's a support slash defense class rather than... Yeah. And he has... Would you have a big axe? Um... Yeah. Balax mm. not included. <laughs> Balax is sold separately. No, I'd um I'd have a big a big log. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'd um 
shout timber all the time. <laughs> I love it. And I'd um, on my butt. You would be written bit... in um, yes. Rhinestones would be um, chop chop. <laughs> That's glorious. <laughs> oh I, I feel God. like you'd be a little bit like Magnus from the Adventure Zone. Yeah, but, I'm thinking. I'm, but, but more sparkly. This is becoming less McCree and more an original character. But I'd, I'd have I want mu- to. I want to see fan art of this. I wish mutton chops. Um, five buttons down open on my shirt. Excellent. Dungaree, uh, you know, suspenders. Yeah. Um, the dungaree kind as opposed to the other kind. The American yes. kind of suspenders. Yeah. And um, Hamish, Hamish, your OC is giving me problems. Stop it. <laughs> and one of my, when when you're playing with me, my character, Anne McCree, I say, <laughs> why didn't you ever call? <laughs> That's beautiful. I would be, I'd be, I'd clearly belong to the same we role play for life yeah. uh, club that McCree was once part of. Beautiful. Um, maybe. Okay. okay I, think, Jay, I think I would eat, I'd possibly be attack. Because I thought about this the other day and I was going to say I've, I've thought support slash defence, but I don't know, maybe still defence. I don't know. But I think, given that I am theatre trash... I would be able to... I would have, like, cloaking technology that can make me look like other characters. I was going to say exactly the same thing for you. I love you. Mm. But, yeah, no, that would be, like, my signature thing, is I can turn into others. Like, maybe don't have all the abilities or anything, but can visually be other people, and I'm good for, like, an infiltrator kind of character. You could... So, in Overwatch, uh, people on the opposite team have a red outline around them. Yeah. You could temporarily look blue to them. (sighs) be cool. But I just like the idea of being able to shapeshift into other people and do different voices. And there'd be some kind of like projection with voice ability or projection literal. Like I could create like versions of myself further. That would be fun. I would be it would be some kind of theatre nerdery. You could have um you could change into them visually, but your voice would just be you doing an impression of them. A bad impression. <laughs> That'd be perfect. I love it. So basically you're a ditto. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't do Pokemon, okay? But yes, I think it would probably be something along those lines. And that would be fun. I don't know what my character would look like, generally. I feel it'd either be very bland looking, or it'd be something with purple. In fact, it'd probably be something with purple. I'm happy to draw everyone's Overwatch characters. Excellent, cool. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> we would be, like, the best team. We'll be, this this I, is I, an I'd amazing group. I'd be off in the distance, like, yelling, and then Sneed here... Need healing. Need healing. <laughs> Timber! <laughs> Beautiful. I think as much oh. as I would love to keep talking about the adventures of our Overwatch characters, okay, I think yes. we're going to have to wrap it there. So uh, yes. first off, Gabe, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun. So, yay. It was fun. Thank you for inviting me. No. Um, did you want to tell people where they can sort of find you or Beastly Beverages online if they want to, or explain a little bit about what Beastly Beverages is, because we've mentioned it a couple of times, but not... Uh, Beastly Beverages is a fandom and fantasy tea company. Uh, So I I blend loose leaf tea and make it like characters. So I pick a character and make the tea to what I think that character is like. Um, The website is www.beastlybeverages.com. You can find me on Twitter at beastly beverage and facebook i have completely forgotten but everything is <laughs> it'll be in the show but, uh, notes yes there we go uh <laughs> yes 
come and find me, buy, buy tea from me, help me pay my rent. And the teas are fantastic. I'm not just saying that because Gabe is here on the, on the, on the podcast, but they are wonderful. Mm. And I'm not saying that Gabe is sponsoring the episode because I have gotten no tea for saying that. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Beastly Beverages. Uh, As always, we've got to thank Graham Waller, our audio overlord and master of the sound waves, for helping produce the podcast and Soundbeard Audio for our theme music. And thank you guys for tuning in. Your feedback is cherished. We'd love to hear what you think. I mean, well, unless you're going to be nasty, in which case I'd probably rather not (laughs) hear what you have to think. But if you want to tell us nice things or get in contact, um, you can do it via email, boxnotincluded at gmail.com. And we are also boxnotincluded on Twitter and Tumblr. And you can also find us as peoples. Um, <laughs> as peoples. As peoples on uh, Twitter. Um, I'm at Hamish Steele. And I'm at Rose, And I remembered it this time. I keep forgetting. It's very sad. But that's enough rambling. Until next time. I'm Jade Rose. I'm Hamish Steele. And don't let anyone box you in.